Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special episode of Austin No Sizzle. So we're going to change the format up a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and get all of the uh, plugs and sponsors out of the way up front. Um, that way we can go ahead and just jump into uh, subject at hand. So first of all, thank you all for listening. And uh, if you are listening, make sure you go ahead and like, subscribe, and share the show on uh, whatever platform you're listening to this on. You can listen to it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to this show right now. Like, subscribe, and share it out. Um, make sure you follow all of my social media. You can find me on Twitter at Devinus63, that's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. On Instagram, you can find me at Allsteak No Sizzle, that's one word. Make sure you like the Allsteak No Sizzle Facebook page. Just type in Allsteak No Sizzle Podcast and it'll come right up. Also, check out my other podcast, uh, Knockouts and Three Counts. We are on the Podcast Detroit Network. You can listen to us every Tuesday at 9 p.m. live on podcastdetroit.com or the podcast detroit app or you can check us out live on facebook make sure you you uh follow the knockouts and three counts facebook page once again just type in knockouts and three counts in your search bar and our page will come right up hey if you are looking for a car check out selffieldqualitycars.com once you go on there and you check out their inventory let's say hey i like that Jeep Cherokee Laredo they have on there. Go into Southfield Quality Cars and use the reference code 19309 and you will receive $500 off on your purchase. So Christmas time is, is close. People, you know, might want to get you, you boo a new car. Go ahead and use that reference code 19309 and you will receive $500 off on your purchase. So check out SouthfieldQualityCars.com. All right, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into the show. You woke up this morning with red and teary eyes. There's a hole inside your broken soul. Oh, you weren't ready to let go. dreams about her where you still can see a smile and the memories you both have shared will make you happy for a little while oh why did you have to go a place where I couldn't follow Oh, why did you have to go a place where I couldn't follow
What's going on, good people? This is Devin McKenzie here with a very special and, quite honestly, a very difficult episode for me to do. Um, on this episode, um, <laughs> I'm going to basically this episode is an episode that I wanted to do last year. I should have did last year. Um, but I, ju- I just wasn't in the right headspace to do it last year. Actually, this is kind of a combination of two different episodes that uh, should have been done last year that I, at, at the time I wasn't really able to to get through. And I mean, even now, just uh, kind of talking about it and getting through it is kind of I'm already kind of, you know, getting a little emotional just thinking about the, the subject at hand. But, um, in 2017, um, I lost two very, very close people to me. Um, and, excuse me, in uh, June of. 2017 I lost a close friend and her name is Serena Carson also in uh, 2017 I lost a very close cousin of mine named uh, Rakita Price and my plan was to um, do an episode, you know, just talking about my time with them, my memories of them, and um, the impact that they had on my life, and I wanted to get other people's uh, thoughts and, and and their their memories, but. Every time I I, I kind of went to, you know, hit that record button or put a post out on, you know, to get, you know, other people's opinions and, you know, their memories, I, it, I couldn't do it. And honestly, I was, I was dealing with a lot last year and it was, it was really hard for me to, um, Go ahead and, and do that episode, and you know, well, both episodes. It was really hard for me to do both episodes, but I'm at a point now where um, time has passed, and I'm in a much better headspace. So, um, I felt like now was the time to do it. And especially as I'm recording this, it is December 1st, 2018. Um, Yesterday, November 30th, um, was Serena's birthday. 
and November 9th was uh, Rikita's birthday. So, you know, both 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 their birthdays have passed and um I I just felt like this was probably the best time to do this. Um it's one of those like do it now or it it might not ever get done. Um Yeah, I wanted to get it done now, especially since, you know, uh yesterday I was thinking about Serena because it was her birthday and um earlier in the month, you know, I was thinking about Rakita because her birthday passed and um I'll 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 get in I'm gonna get into, you know each of them individually and, you know, explain what they meant to me and uh, you know, go through those good times. But um I'm gonna be really honest with y'all, this is really gonna be a hard episode for me to do. Um, so bear with me, okay? And I, I didn't prepare any notes or anything. I'm just gonna go ahead and um, freestyle it, and you know, tell it how it is. Um, I think where where I'm, I'm gonna start is with Serena. Uh, since her birthday was yesterday, um. Serena would have turned 34 um, this year. Uh, Serena and I were classmates. Uh, we both attended Bobian Middle School and Mumford High School. Um, the weird thing is I really didn't know Serena that well in middle school. Um, at, at Bobian went up to the ninth grade, so technically... That was high school. I'm not. I'm not even sure when she went to Bobian, but um, I met her. Well, I, I'm assuming that she was there in the eighth grade. So, but I, you know, had, probably had more interactions with her in the ninth grade. Um, not too much. We knew each other, but you know, uh, not too much of an interaction. But the. <laughs> When when we became like really cool with each other was that summer after ninth grade. Um, I remember one day during the summer I'm in my kitchen, and I happen to look out the window, and I see Serena and this other girl like just walking down the street, and I'm like, "What the hell is Serena doing over here?" Because where I lived um, wasn't necessarily in in the same uh, district as the middle school that I went to. It was actually nice little ways away. Um, Bobian, for those of y'all that are from the Detroit area, familiar with the Detroit area, I grew up in like the Finkel, Wyoming area. Finkel, Wyoming, Myers, Puritan, and that little square right there. Uh, Bobian was on it was between we'll say seven to eight mile closer towards like outer drive and wyoming yeah, so we'll say outer drive in wyoming for those of y'all that know that area so it's a nice little ways away technically i wasn't supposed to go to that school i was supposed to be in a different district but um 
yeah, I'm like, I'm just sitting there chilling in the kitchen, you know, I don't, you know, eating something, you know, I was, <laughs> I was in ninth grade, so I was eating anything I can get my hands on, but, uh, yeah, I just happened to look out the window, and I see Serena and this other girl walking down the street, so I'm like, hey, <laughs> Serena, what you, what you doing over here? She's like, I live around the corner. And like, yeah, I, like she lived around the corner for me the whole that whole time, and I had no idea. Um, honestly, I don't even remember how long she lived around the corner for me. I think she they had moved over there in maybe like a year or two before that. But um, yeah, so I see Serena and I see her friend, and you know we kind of chop it up for a second. I'm like, man, all right, well, shoot, you know, stop by sometime, you know, come holler at your boy. And uh, Serena and uh, Brianna, they I think they came over like the next day or maybe later on that day. I forgot. So, yeah, they came over. We sat around, chopped it up or whatever. And <laughs> well, all right, well, I, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and tell the whole story. Um Hopefully, uh, Brianna doesn't have any issues with me putting the story out there. You know, you got a, uh, boyfriend or something like that. Just, hey, just know, man, this was, uh, man, like 20 years ago? No, no. It was almost 20 years ago, man. This was a long time ago. But, um... Yeah, so, you know, Serena and Brianna come over, and we're talking and whatnot and chilling, getting to know each other. So, like, I asked Serena, I'm like, hey, Serena, what's up with your friend? You know, she's kind of cute. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, Serena, you know, hooked us up. <laughs> and um, we ended up, you know, spending a lot of time. The three of us spent a lot of time with each other that summer, man. It was uh, it was honestly when I when I think about like my childhood and you know being a teenager and blah blah blah. That's honestly one of my favorite summers, man. It was it was a lot of fun. We we did so much. Uh, I would go over there and hang out all the time and. Um, she would come over. We'll sit on the front porch and chill and and talk. Honestly, for the most part, I spend most of the time over there, and that's when I got to know uh, Serena and uh, D. Barry and 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 Val and the the whole crew over there. Um, we had another classmate named Robert who lived um, around the corner as well. So you know. Robert would come over, and then, you know, BG would come over, um, uh, our homie Jessica, she would come over from time to time, it, you know, it was just, it would just be a lot of people at that house, man, um, Val, Serena's mother, you know, welcomed pretty much everybody that that especially like that summer man we would just go over there and just hang out and just be teenagers man you know nothing 
you know, crazy. They just be over there hanging out. Um, now I'm trying to remember what the hell we even doing. <laughs> um, just you know, we just sit there and chill, man. Just have a good time. Just be teenagers and um, probably play some music or something. I I don't, man. This is how you know I'm getting old, man. I'm trying to remember. Like what the hell was I doing at that time, man? It's kind of hard to remember, but I just I just remember feeling so welcomed in that house. Um, and then at the time, you know, me and Brianna, we were we were together, and pretty much whenever we would see each other would be when she would go to Serena's house for the weekend, and you know, I would go over there and spend time with her and uh Serena and you know it would just like be the three of us man just hanging out um <laughs> like so many so many different like I guess you would call them like inside jokes between us man like you gotta realize man <laughs> and it, this is no this is no shots to my home girl I love her to death man uh, but Serena was corny as hell, man. Like she was, <laughs> Serena was one of the corniest people I've ever met in my life, and she was corny. Brianna was corny, and and so was I, man. So of course the three of us, you know, hung out. You know, of course the three of us got along just fine. Yeah, I mean, just all kinds of. Just corny jokes and um <laughs> I remember one day I went over there and I don't know how long Serena and uh Brianna had been thinking about this or how long they you know, how much time they invested in this, but what they did and then they let me in on it, like they they sat there and they took cuss words, right? And they you know, I think it's called. I want to say it's an anagram. I think that's. I think I'm using the right word. But basically, every letter in a cuss word, they would you know assign a word to it, so that they could say the cuss word without actually saying the cuss word. So you know, like shit was sugar, honey, iced tea. Um, I'm pretty sure a fuck was fry us chicken kid. No, I know that was fry us chicken kids. Um. Oh man, it was another one. I can't remember what it was. Man, I should I should message Brianna and ask her if she remember what it is. Um Brianna, hopefully you listen to this and uh if you do, um let me know what it was, what the other ones were, but I I definitely remember sugar honey iced tea and fry us chicken kids. Yeah, I'm I'm that is gonna bother me until I remember what it was, but yeah, just corny, man. Just, just, just cornball. Just, just some straight up cornball shit, man. But, um, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. That's 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 Serena, man. Just, just corny as hell, and uh, <laughs> man. So back when uh school got you know, back popping or whatever. I, I definitely remember um 
oh man, wait a minute. I I, I forgot what this dude's name was. Um, I want to say it was Khalil. I think his name was Khalil. I, I can't remember. But uh, Serena and Brianna had a friend named, what we'll say is, is Khalil. I think it's Khalil. Um, he would come over every now and again and hang out. And I remember going to homecoming. And it was my first homecoming. So it was me, Serena, uh, Brianna, and no, no, me and Brianna, and then Khalil and Serena, we all went. Um, I want to say my father, <clears throat> excuse me, my father dropped us off and then, um, I can't remember if it was D. Barry or Val, uh, one of them picked us up from, uh, Masonic Temple and man, anybody that, that knew, Serena and and Valo and D Barry at the time. Uh, we got picked up in that that old ass uh, tank. The the I never knew how to pronounce that name of that car. I think it's the Parisian, but that old ass long ass tank that 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 hardly ran. <laughs> man, it's good times, man. Um, but yeah, I remember going to homecoming, man. With you know, with them and just having a great time and uh man, um oh man. <laughs> and then we had a Halloween party. I mean yeah, my homegirl uh Cleo was having a Halloween party at, at her crib and um we decided to go, just the three of us. So originally, my costume was going to be, I don't know why, I was, I was a weird kid. I was really big into, you know, hip-hop, and I was big into to the Wu-Tang Clan. And I think I had like a Wu-Wear shirt. Yeah, I definitely had a Wu-Wear shirt, man. That, that's, that goes back, those y'all, y'all young folks, y'all might not even remember Wu-Wear. But Wu-Tang had their own clothing line called Wu-Wear. So I had on a Wu Wear shirt and like a toothbrush, and I painted like a beard on my face so that I would look like Method Man. And then I, Serena and Brianna just straight up told me, like, that's kind of corny. So <laughs> I don't know whose idea this was, but we kind of brainstormed the idea of. <laughs> Uh, this is hilarious. So we kind of brainstormed the idea of how about we go to this Christmas, I mean, there's a Halloween party. Devin, you dress up like a pimp <laughs> and we can be your hoes. <laughs> and like, I think Serena had like this mink, I don't know if it was real, but <laughs> this fur coat and, um, I put on like a suit, man. <laughs> I think like Brianna had like a, a a hat or something. It it was crazy, man. 
And it's like just three corny ass human beings, man, like coming up with that. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go to this, this Halloween costume party as a, a pimp and his two hoes. <laughs> that, that was crazy, man. But, um, man, just, just remembering great times like that, man. It So much more stuff. Um, yeah, like, man, it's. My mom would, you know, uh, pick up and, you know, drop Serena off from school. You know, she would ride with me to school. We'll sit around and, uh, you know, you know, in the car, you know, talking or whatever, just chilling, going to school and um, coming home from school for a little while. Then I went to Votex so that that uh, I want to say that junior and uh, senior year, she really didn't ride home with me. But yeah, you know, we. I would ride to school with her, um, her and her mom, sometimes whenever, you know, situations would come up. Um, man, one thing that I, I definitely would never forget, when Serena got a car, um, she got a green, I want to say it was like a Ford Escort or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was a small green car. And um, at the time, I was getting ready to take my driver's ed test so that I can get my license. And we had, yeah, my mom's had a Chevy Lumina at the time. I think, I think she had a Chevy Lumina, and I think something happened with it. I think the car was in the shop the day that I needed to uh, take my test, or something was going on. Something was going on with the car, so I needed a car to do my driver's test. So I asked uh, Serena, hey, Serena, do you think? Your mom will let me, you know, do my road testing in your car? Like, well, yeah. So Val um, took me to do my road test. And I remember we got there with the sign in or whatever. And, like, I remember I forgot. It was like a little certificate that I had to have to uh, take the test. And I remember, oh, shit, I left it. So, you know, I'm kind of in a panic not to say panicking but you know i'm like oh man i gotta go get that that uh certificate so we ran back to my my house and then ran back up to um the the testing site and um val you know was in the back while you know i was doing my road test and i got my license man and you know val was the one that took me to uh Go get my 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 road test. She she helped me along the way to get my driver's license, man. And I really appreciated that. And I, I remember, like me, I'm I'm a kind of a weird guy. I'm a person that I'm kind of I'm very even killed. I don't necessarily get you know too high or too low. I kind of stay in the middle as far as like my reactions to things. So here I am. I passed my driver's test. You know, one of the the big moments in. Uh, in a young man, or just a young person's life, and he, you know, we're 
driving home and like Val's like more excited than I am. You know, she's like, Oh my god, Devin, you got your license, are you so happy? I'm like, Yeah, you know, I'm glad. Oh my god, Devin, why are you excited? He's so so big for you. I'm so happy for you. Like, yeah, I am too. <laughs> I got I kinda no sold it, man, but um Yeah, I mean just, Serena's just just a great person, man. And I had some great times. Uh just chilling with her. I'm I'm trying to remember some more stories, but probably need to go ahead and uh move it along a little bit. Um But the the reason why I'm doing this episode is because you know Serena's no longer with us. Um, I believe I want to say it was June. No, when when did it happen? Um, hmm. Um, yeah, June 2017, um, I want to say it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. I was, uh, actually getting ready to do, uh, a podcast with, um, some friends of mine and it's like Saturday morning, you know, where I'm, you know, preparing things at the, at the, in my place. You know, getting things set up, and then um, my six my sister uh, texts me. It was like, "Hey, did you hear about Serena?" And I'm like, "Like, what are you talking about?" And you know, that's when she gave me the news that you know Serena was dead, and I'm like, "Wow!" Like, I didn't, I, and honestly, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare. I prepare, but uh, to to really digest what she was saying, and a, a, a lot of the details weren't really out there like that. I, I you know I didn't have time to process it, so you know I'm like man, so, but I, all right, I got got to do this podcast. So the guys come over, we do the show, and um, you know it was a good, sh- it was a very good show. I was able to you know get through it. You know, still my you know normal self. Um, every, when everybody leaves, um, more details of what, ha- well, yeah, more details came out and, um, that's, that's when I, it, it, it really hit me. Um, I'm thinking like maybe it was like a accident or, you know, she had like a heart attack or something like that because basically, you know, the little information that I had at the time was that um, she basically died overnight and at her place. So I'm thinking that maybe she had like a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. Um, and then 
I heard a part about her son finding her, and that's, I mean, that's 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 hard enough. And 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 then the rest of the details came out, and it was on the news. Um, I know it was on Fox Two News. I don't know if it was on any other station, but. To hear that your friend was uh, shot in the head and and left for dead, and her. Um, her son, her teenage son is the one that found her like that. And Man, he he found her like that, and then you know I'm I'm actually like looking at the article now on uh, Fox Two News. I mean, it's even it's even more sad. He uh, he got it's saying that you know he got up at like six o'clock in the morning and um. He didn't realize that she was dead. He got up at 6 o'clock in the morning and went and lay next to his mother. And then when he woke up... Woke up at like 9 o'clock, that's when he realized... man it's so it's so fucked up man I mean, he he was laying next to his mother, man, and then, and didn't didn't know that she was dead. To to find you know, 
to be laying next to your mother in in her last hours not knowing that that, that she's dead man that's just so fucked up I mean And every every time I think about it, man, it's like <sighs> my heart breaks for for Jordan, man, because he didn't, you know, he he's he's lost a lot of people in the last few years. Um, Uh, Val passed away like the year before, and uh, so did D- I think Dberry passed like the year before as well. So he lost his grandmother, and um, who will say his his grandfather type figure, um, and then to lose your mother a year later, and then to lose her like that, to have her life taken away over some stupid shit. Um. When uh, Robert told me what really happened, I was so, man, I, and and then, (laughs) and then I think about the person that Serena, the the person that Serena is, I, I, I see how it happened. I can, I can, I can see how it happened. Basically. Um, like I said, Serena's mother Val passed away, and I guess some insurance money or something like that. Um, Serena got the checks for it, and and Serena being the 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 just didn't she's she was so just nice human being, and almost to a fault, and. So basically, what was told to me was that, you know, Serena got this money. I would think it was like twenty five hundred dollars or whatever from like insurance or money from her mother's death, and she had the check. And then I guess some some motherfuckers around the corner, um, she was cool with. I guess. Some motherfuckers from around the corner that she knew, she I think she you know let them know you know oh I just got this money from my mom blah 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 I got this twenty five hundred dollars, or she had just cashed it or something like that, but you know they were there I, I guess her son and you know Rob and Robin went to sleep, and I guess her and I guess her and the guy were dating or something like I don't I don't know 100% all the details but all I know is that at some point that night they shot her in the head and killed her and they took the money they took her life for $2,500 and And 
And then uh, in the morning is when Jordan found his mother. And when you, when you when you hear that, man, it's I'm not, I'm, I'm not even really sure what to do now. I don't, I don't even really know what to say because, I mean, what can you say? It's just so much wrong with that statement. They took her life for twenty for twenty five hundred dollar check. It, it's just so much wrong, and they left her there for her son to find her in the morning. There's so much wrong with what I just said. Is how do you break that? How do you comprehend? How do you break that down? Like how do you make? How do you rationalize that? Like. It's, it's, it's so much wrong with that from a moral standpoint, from an intelligence standpoint, just from a basic human decency standpoint. You took a check. For twenty five hundred dollars, you shoot her in the head and you leave her there for her son to find out. People knew you. Let's just. All right. Let's go from a criminal standpoint. <laughs> Let's go from the, you know, hey, you need money, right? And you find out that this this girl has $2,500, right? You're in the house. People know you're in the house. People have seen you in the house. People know that you were there. So you say, hey, we're going to go get that money. And it was, it was two of these motherfuckers. So we're going to go get this money, okay? That's what we're going to do. This is an easy lick. $2,500. Bam. We're going to get this check from her, right? All right. You're going to get the check from her. So, all right, how are you going to cash a check? All right, you probably know somebody that'll cash a check for you, blah, blah, blah. Right? But you got a killer, too? You got to shoot her in the head? So now we're looking at uh, larceny. I think that's what it is. When it was past a certain amount, we're looking at larceny, right? Armed robbery. We're talking. No, we're talking armed robbery because you have a gun. This is armed robbery. And you add murder to that too. You just had you had to shoot her, huh? And there's people there that know that you're there. They know they know that you were there. People can identify you. Thank God that. Thank God if if we could find some silver lining to this. This shit. I'm glad that they didn't go and kill anybody else that was in that house. Because the way these motherfuckers were thinking. That we have to kill her. 
I'm glad they didn't take it any further. But you had to shoot her in the head. That's what you had to do. Not say not the fact that you you had you did this in the first place that you were stealing this money from her in the first place is fucked up. You did, but you had to shoot her in the head for twenty five hundred dollars. Her life was worth twenty five hundred dollars to you. Her son having to grow up without his mother through one of the toughest times in his life because he's a teenager. This is one of the toughest times in a young man's life where he's trying to figure out who the hell he is. And the person that's raised him from day one, the person that has been there for him since day one, the person that's guided him through day one is now gone. And not only is she gone, his grandmother's gone and D. Barry's gone. People that have been there for him for day one are now all gone for twenty five hundred dollars. That's all she was worth to you. It's twenty five hundred dollars. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do any of this. You didn't have to do any of this, but to take her life too. Homegirl of mine posted um, something on Facebook yesterday. It was, money is the root of all evil. And it was basically sparking a debate. And I said, no, money is not the root of all evil. Greed and the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is nothing but a tool. Saying money is the root of all evil is like saying a hammer is the root of all evil or a wrench or a screwdriver is the root of all evil. No, that's not true. The evil comes from that greed and that love of money. The evil comes from the heart of man. And these two motherfuckers are the personification of that evil. They were so greedy. They had a, a love, a, 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 a need for money so bad that they shot a mother in the head and left her there for her son to find, find her. That's that's the kind of evil that we're looking at. And the fact that there's people walking around like this every single day 
is 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 mind boggling. Like, how do you not have enough basic empathy, sympathy for for just human beings in general that you realize? I mean, that how do you not have enough empathy to the point where you just say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot her in the head." That was a, that was a, this was planned. There's not, see, sometimes people do things in, in, in spur the moments that aren't of their character, right? Something happened like, oh, I'm angry or I'm going to kill him and they do it. People snap. It happens. People act in the, in, in the moment, in, in, in a moment of passion or whatever, of, of heightened uh, uh, emotion, right? No, no, no. These motherfuckers plant this shit. They plant this. Hey, we're gonna go over there, gonna have a good time. We're gonna wait for our opportunity to get this money, and then we're gonna shoot her in the head. You plant that shit. This is this was your plant. You sat there and you assessed the situation. And this was the decision you made. You made a decision. You made a cold, calculated, thought-out decision. This was, you used your rationale to do this. And that's the part that I can't get over. To me, there's no forgiveness for that. You planned that. <sighs> um I'm not I'm not sure what the update is on the um, the court case. Jordan Jordan had to go in the court and testify what happened about this. Not only did he have to go through this, he then had to go tell a judge and a jury and and he had to go to court and then give a detailed description of what happened. Same thing to Robert. Robert had to go give a detailed description on his friend being shot in the fucking head. You know, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna talk about I, 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 there's something that I want to say, and I'm just gonna let you guys in a little bit. I'm I can't really go really into detail about this, but there is some shit that I was dealing with, and you know this is very very minor compared to you know what Jordan and Robert and everybody else had to deal with, but there were some things in my life going on at the time that I didn't necessarily realize that was going on, but. Let's just say that there are some people out here that lack empathy for 
for their fellow man, for other human beings. And those people may be a lot closer than you realize. People that you would think would try to say, you know, understand what you're going through, try to, you know, have some empathy and some sympathy for your situation really don't have the ability to process that some people that are right next to you people in your family your friends your loved ones your your significant others your 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 cousin auntie your 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 brother your mother your father your boyfriend your girlfriend your your husband wife whatever really don't know how to have empathy and sympathy for your situation. That's all I'm going to say on that. But, um, <clears throat> well, let me, and then, all right, let, let me just talk about, uh, the funeral and, uh, So, go to the, f- the funeral, and one thing that was weird for me was going there and seeing um, these people that you know I've, I've definitely seen before. Um, like I said, it's, you know, spending time at you know Serena's house. Um, everybody looked older than uh, or I remember them, but. Uh, Going to that funeral and not seeing Val and Deberry there, who had passed, and then, oh man, and a cousin Chantel as well, man. I so I don't think I talked about that. The last time I remember seeing Serena, you know, me and Serena were cool, and you know, we when we grew, became adults, now we didn't see each other as as much. Um, you know, we, you know, exchange, you know, little comments with each other or, you know, talk to each other a little bit on Facebook or something like that. But we really didn't see each other as much. But the last time I, I remember seeing seeing Serena was uh, her birthday party. And here's the ironic thing about that. Um, I remember that <laughs> Michigan State was getting ready to play. Wisconsin in the I want to say it was the first or the second Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis. So mm, man, so the Big Ten championship game was the first Yeah, it's the first Saturday in December. So I, w- I wanted to go to the I remember I wanted to go to that game. I wanted to drive down there, but I didn't have anybody to go with me. And I remember that day contemplating driving down to Indianapolis by myself to go to the Big Ten Championship game. I don't know. I'm I'm it's weird I remember a lot of stuff based on sports, but um <clears throat> 
so Serena invited me to her birthday party and her and her cousin Chantel were having a party together at a lounge bar type of sp- I forgot what I think it's a lot. What I don't know what's, what's the difference between a bar and a lounge, but regardless, um, this place on the on the service drive of the lodge. I can't remember the name of it right now. But you know, we go there, and you know we're having a good time, man. We're drinking drinks, and and um, uh, matter of fact, I dropped Serena off at her. At her, I had to take. I took Serena home, and I had I helped her. You know. She packed a lot of the stuff up in my car, and um, I took her home. And you know, we had a we had a good time. And then you know, we went back to to her place where you know Val and D Barry and Jordan were there, and I think Chantel was there too for a little while. And you know, we sat there and we started shooting the shit, you know, just catching up, you know, because it, it had been a minute since I had seen everybody. So, you know, we sat around and talked and told talked about old stories and stuff. I think BG was there too. Um, you know, we sat around and, you know, told old stories and stuff like that and um I I remember uh Serena was talking about, you know, she had to you know, get her tags or uh her registration or whatever for her car, like she didn't have the money for it. And I remember, you know, giving her the money for that, you know, saying, happy birthday, here you go. Get your tags and stuff uh, together. Um, And, you know, she she was definitely grateful and thanked me. And, you know, Serena's mom thanked me as well. I was like, Devin, you, just, you know, just a, he's just a good guy, Devin, you know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I remember, you know, Serena, you know, it was her birthday. She she had been drinking. And I remember her saying, you know, she went, she was about to go somewhere. I forgot. She was she had her keys in her hand. And like, I remember, like, all right, look, I'm not letting her drive anywhere. Um, so I remember, <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, I just remember, she, like, she's not driving anywhere. But she was like determined, like, oh, I gotta go. This, 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 this. I'm like, Serena, you're not going anywhere. Like, no, Serena, you're not. I am not letting you go anywhere. You're about to go lay in your bed and go to sleep. And then in the morning, you might be able to go do whatever it is you have to do, but you're not. <laughs> I'm not letting you drive. So I remember, like, like helping her to her, her room and, like, taking her keys from her and giving them the bell, man. And like that's the last time I I saw any of them, and fat. So okay, that that's where I was going with this. But um, her cousin Chantel, she died tragically as well. She was, um, they were. She was in a car accident. And I think she had gotten into the car with some, uh, I, don't, I don't remember all the details. It was either her car or she got in the car with somebody else. And um, whatever, they got into a pretty bad accident. And the people that were in the car with her left her there for dead. And 
the details behind D. Barry's death. I know um, Val had cancer, and uh, she passed away. And then, you know, Serena dies tragically as well. So, all right, back to the funeral. So I remember, you know, being at the funeral and seeing all these people that, you know, I've definitely been around before. I've definitely seen them um, plenty of times at Serena's house, you know. And I remember just looking around and, like, not seeing Serena, Val, Deberry, and Chantel. And it, it really, um, it really got me when I saw Val's sister, because they look just alike. And, like, honestly, it when I first saw her, I'm like, Val, oh. I, I was literally thinking about myself, oh, it's Val's hair. But it's not, it wasn't her, it was her sister. And I remember, it was, it was honestly hard for me to look at her. Um, but... I remember being at the funeral and that's when I just realized that she's actually gone. And then Jordan was there and I'm, at that point I'm like, man, it's it's about him right now. Like, I'm going to, you know, when I leave, I'm going to, you know, go back to my life, you know, go to work every day and, you know, and, you know, live my life. But I'm going to go back to my sense of normal. But, like, his whole life has literally been, you know, turned upside down in a year's time. He lost his grandmother, lost his grandfather, quote, unquote. Um, and lost his mother all at the same time, you know, all in a short period of time. And once again, like I said before, in like this very important, very crucial, very confusing time in anybody's life. So, like, I just felt for him at this point. And they asked for people to come up and, and speak and, I, you know, I definitely went up there and, and spoke, and um, I don't, I don't know if anybody else from, I don't remember how many people from our, our graduating class came up there. I know I did, um, but you know, we kind of had to. I felt like I had to go up there and um, and, and speak and let Jordan know that his his time with his mother was cut tragically short but his mother was hands down one of the night one of the best people out there and i thanked him and and that whole family for allowing you know me and my classmates and friends to be able to spend time with Serena, to share Serena with the world, man. And we need more people like Serena. And, you know, like I said, I thank them for, for sharing her with us. I, I appreciate all those times that, 
you know, we had, and 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 that's what I also said at the funeral is that I don't want to, I don't want to remember Serena for being shot by these two idiots. I don't want to remember her as someone that had her life tragically taken. I want to remember Serena for the person that she is. I want to remember Serena for the corny, <laughs> funny, kind, giving gentle soul that she is man and and that's how I'm going to remember Serena Carson I'm going to remember Serena for those times um at her house and you know rise to school to and from school and uh costume parties and and homecoming and uh, prom and all that's I, that's what I'm gonna remember. Gonna remember, you know, us just you know chilling at Serena's house, just having fun. That's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna remember Serena for that. I'm gonna remember all those times. I'm gonna remember the person that she is, and any of you out there that are listening that that knew Serena Carson, yeah, the end was was fucked up it it should not have ended that way but when that, whenever you think about how it ended don't let that be the last thought her life came to a tragic end but we're not going to have her your memory of her in the same way with that that, tra- that tragedy remember what remembers whatever corny joke because she had corny inside jokes with just about everybody she knew so whatever corny inside joke that she had with you you remember that when when you start thinking about what happened at the end you think of fry us chicken kiss and sugar honey iced tea or whatever corny ass shit she came up with with you you know what i mean that's that's how you remember serena carson man and Um, you know, keep your thoughts and prayers for Jordan, man. And uh, Jordan, if you listen to this, man, just know, like I said to you before, at, at the funeral, man, your, your mother is a great person. And do her proud, man. Take the lessons and, and everything that she instilled in you, man, and and do something with it. When when people just know, man, when people see you, people are gonna see your mother. People so you're representing your mother. You're the one that has to carry on now for your mother, man. So whenever you know, you're out here in this world and you you know more than anybody how good and bad this world can be. But when you're out here in this world, man, just remember that you are representing Serena Carson. You're representing D. Barry. You're representing Val. You're representing. You are the rep- representative of that household now. Doing proud, man. Show the world the type of people that they were. Show the world that. Your life will not be defined 
by these two idiots that that did this. Show the world that it's not, it it doesn't have to be this, this cold, cruel, dark place. Show the world, man, that there are good people out here. Show them that you don't have to resort to these measures. You can be a good person. You can be an empathetic person. A sympathetic person. You can be a good person. Show them that, man. And and good luck to you, brother. And to the entire family, once again, thank you all for sharing Serena Carson with with us. You know, I thank you you personally for for them, for that that, that whole family. I I thank you all for them. Um, My life has been impacted in a positive way by them. And uh thank you for, for sharing them with the world. I really do appreciate it. And I just hope that um you you get you guys get some sense of peace um despite this this tragic situation. And once again, you guys are representing Val and D. Barry and, and Serena as well, and Chateau as well. Um, yeah. And that, that's Serena Carson, man. And hold on, how long have I been recording? Let me see. I just went an hour and five minutes just talking about our friend Serena. <laughs> I didn't expect to go that long, but um, yeah, you know, I just had to get that out. But and then so now here's the thing: now that I'm done talking about Serena, I now have to talk about my cousin, man. And man. This is a hell of a way to spend a Saturday, man. Like, you know, having this emotional dump right now. But, uh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, Serena, we love you and uh, we miss you. And, um, Yeah, I think that puts I think that puts a button on Serena, the part with Serena. All right, so to the, my Mackenzie family, Miss Rakita Price. <laughs> oh man, Rakita. Rakita is a, a very special human being, man. And any and everybody that's ever come across Rakita Price, 
knows that she is just a, a different breed. She's just a different human being, man. Um, in a good way. She's she's a different human being in a good way. Um, <laughs> Serena. I mean, I was saying Serena. Um, Rakita and my my little sister are pretty much about the same age, man. Now, there's a picture of my little sister Shakia, Rakita, and Toya, cousin Toya, um, all on like a little blanket, and they were all babies, man. It's like the cutest picture, um. Um, my my cousin Rakita was born with a lot of health problems you know she had I mean like pretty much her most of her she spent so much time in her life in hospitals having multiple surgeries for uh, a multitude of things. Um, my parents at, a, at an early age had to kind of explain to me. I know she had scoliosis. That was one thing. She had like heart problems. Um, she has so, like, throughout her life, she's had so much medical stuff um so much so like at an early age my parents kind of had to explain this to me and my sister and I, I felt like like now that I'm, I'm older and I can think back on it I feel like they were kind of preparing me for this time Rakita she was on borrowed time her entire life I mean we all are okay let me start there we're all on borrowed time you know we at any moment um it could this could our lives could be over right anything could happen at any time um like uh with my friend Serena But Rakita, with the life that she had, you know, she pretty much knew this from at a young age. You know, she's had, like I said, I can't tell you how many surgeries she's had, how much time she spent in the hospitals. So she's been been sick her whole life. So anytime that, you know, we spent with Rakita were, were precious moments because you knew that, um, I mean, and I, I don't mean this in a morbid way. I don't mean this in a cruel way, but we, every, I think everybody, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, everybody knew that Rakita would probably, wouldn't, 
she probably wouldn't live a very long life, right? And it's hard. It's very hard to accept it. It's very hard to say that out loud. It's very hard to admit that, but it's the truth. A lot of people. Uh, I think most of us knew that Rikita, that the hand that she had been dealt wasn't the best hand, and that her the chances of her living a very long life were not good. And hell, Rikita knew that too. You know, talking to her brother Rio, you know, Rikita knew that. She knew that. She knew it. But here's here's the thing about Rikita Price, man. You know, basically knowing that you're not going to be here long. You're not going to live a long life knowing that. You would never know that by spending time with her. Yeah, she wasn't a lot. She she wasn't able to do everything that we did when we were going out in Mississippi. You know, some things that she just couldn't do. But <laughs> you 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 would never know that she was sick by talking to her and spending time with her. Man, Rakita is. Honestly, she's one of the most inspirational people that I've ever met in my life. Rikita was a person that when she put her mind to something, she was going to do it. You know, it might take her longer to do it than everybody else, but she was going to do it. And, and, and Rikita had this way of talking to people, man. It's like... Like she was the boss, man. <laughs> Rikita was a boss, definitely. Um, so many stories. I mean, so many memories of going to Mississippi and hanging out with her and Rio, um, and and, and Ebony and and the whole crew down there and, and the main streets of Quitman, Mississippi, man. So many great stories, man. But man, Rikita. <laughs> man, I, I was just thinking about um so I have an uncle named David, right? And my uncle David this was down there for the family reunion and everybody's you know sitting outside in the in the yard, you know, talking and chilling and eating and whatnot. So my uncle David was like like laying down in this little lawn chair thing and my my cousin Rakita and my sister and I forgot who else it was. I know it was those two. Um, I know. Oh, Rakita was she was mischievous too. So I don't I don't remember every detail, but I I'm guessing my uncle David's legs were ashy, and and maybe he said something about some lotion. So Rakita. Well, I'll just tell it this way. If if this wasn't the exact story, either my sister or somebody will, uh, you know, will uh, correct me. But my uncle David, well, I'll just tell it like this. My uncle David needed some lotion. So my cousin Rakita um, goes to the house and gets some lotion. So her and my sister get this lotion. And they, 
they they rubbed the lotion on my Uncle David's leg. Well, this wasn't lotion. What it was was Nair. For those of you that don't know what Nair is, Nair is like that hair removing lotion. So <laughs> after rubbing this on my Uncle David's legs, all the hair comes off. And, and my Uncle David's like, man, these children done bamboozled me. They've been hornswoggled. You're going to tell me there's a lotion and removed all the hair from my legs. <laughs> Man, that's 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 Rakita, man. She uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh man, that was hilarious. And it's it me and my sister talk about that to this day, man. And I and here's the weird thing. I honestly I didn't realize that it was Rakita that did that too. I thought it was um my cousin Kiana or uh Ramona that that did it but no it was my little sister and Rikita although I don't think my little sister was the one I, I think she was just alone for the ride I'm pretty I'm like pretty sure Rikita was the one that that has to plan and she was she was the mastermind behind that <laughs> but um man Rikita man she if you needed to know anything that was going on down there you go to Rikita she was like the she was like Google or the Internet's equipment, Mississippi for for the young folks. Um, strong, strong-willed, smart, um, motivated. She didn't have time not to be motivated. She was on broad time, so she didn't have any choice but to be motivated. She um, completing a nursing program she wanted to be a nurse she wanted to help people you know she had been in hospitals her whole life she realized the importance of people in the medical field and um nurses so she went to nursing school and you know she she worked as a nurse for as long as she could as long as her health allowed her to um she had to you know she had to quit because you know her health was starting to get bad but um she was determined to be a nurse, and damn it, she did it, you know. Um, there's so much stuff that I know that she wanted to do. I mean, let me say, I, I don't know exactly what she wanted to do, but I know there's, there's a lot of stuff that she wanted to do that she wasn't able to do because of her health. And that's that's the part that, that For me, it's messed up, man. Like, here you have a lot of people out here that are unmotivated. Let's take the situation with, with Serena. You got these two guys who tried to, who quote unquote took the easy way out to get $2,500, which is not the easy way at all. But they didn't want to work hard for it. They didn't want to bust their ass and do what they have to do to get the money. They said, no, we're going to steal the money and then we're going we're gonna to kill somebody. But here's my cousin, Rakita who wants to do things the hard way, the right way, who wants to, you know, work hard and wants to do, you know, accomplish her goals, wants to put the work in to do what it is that she wants to do. And her life was was on borrowed time, and, you know, her whole, she, she physically could not do things, you know, because of her health, the things that she wanted to accomplish were cut short because she just wasn't physically able to hold up and do it. So that's the part where 
I feel like it's unfair. Here's a person that's motivated, that's doing things the right way. And she, because of her health, she's just not able to do them. But she, even though health-wise she wasn't able to, she, hell, knowing her, she probably was still doing some of the stuff that she wanted to do anyway, even though the doctors probably told her not to. Because she was that determined to do the right thing. She wanted to help people. She wanted, she just was a good person. But her health wouldn't allow it. But she still tried. She still worked hard. She still busted her ass. Sick or not, she still put the work in. It didn't make excuses, you know? Uh, for those of you that um, have been listening to this show, f- you know, pretty much since I started doing it, um, you you guys will remember that I took a trip to Mississippi Thanksgiving of two thousand and sixteen, and when I was down there, I was you know doing some interviews for um, my Unsung Hero series, where I was talking to people about the integration of schools down there in. Uh, Equipment, Mississippi. Um, when I was down there, I stayed with my aunt, Aunt Joanne, who I had on the show, my Uncle William. And Uncle, Uncle William and Aunt Joanne, they're Rakita's parents. So we get down there for Thanksgiving. It had a good time, man. And, you know, ate really, really good, man. So get down there, and um, I see Rikita, right? And it had been. Let me think about this. Now, mind you, you know, me and Rakita, you know, we would interact every now and again on Facebook as well. All right. But it had been a couple years since I seen Rakita at this point. Probably, yeah, it probably been a couple years since I seen Rakita at this point. And when I saw Rakita, like it kind of, it kind of hit me, man. It's like, cause Rakita, you know, she she's always been, you know, small, but she just looked thinner than usual to me. You know what I mean? And I I spent what well, was there Thanksgiving, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I spent four days down there, and my plan was to, you know, spend his time with Rakita. I mean, let me see. You know, eat Thanksgiving dinner and then, you know, run around in the, the community just talking to people, right? But when I got down there and I saw Rakita, matter of fact, Thanksgiving night, um, like Rakita had been dealing with like pneumonia so Thanksgiving Day, like she wasn't necessarily feeling the best. 
once again, Rakita being Rakita, you know, just talking to her, you wouldn't necessarily know. She wouldn't necessarily put it on, but she wasn't feeling too well. So she ended up going to the hospital that night. And um, Uncle William and my Aunt Joanne, you know, took her to the hospital. And, like, the next morning, you know, they got back. But um, kind of at, at that point, whether I whether I just sat there and made the decision in my head or it was like a subconscious thing. At that point, I kind of realized that I need to spend some time with Rakita. Yeah, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I can go around and do all these interviews and stuff, but um, I need to spend some time with Rakita. I ended up talking to my Aunt Joanne. My Uncle Larry came all right, got to talk to him. Um, and I talked to Buddy Cameron, who I st- actually I still got to put that episode out. Um, so I did three interviews. I wanted to do a lot more. My plan was to, you know, travel around a little bit because I had a rental car. Um, I was planning on going to, hey, I forgot what town she's lived in, but my, like if I needed to go, I wanted to talk to my aunt Dorothy. Um, I was gonna try and see if she was gonna come out to the community where family is or if I had to go out to see her. Um I wanted to talk to my aunt on my mother's side. Um I was in my head I was just gonna go around, you know, the town and, and, and talk to, you know, family members and different people and, you know, blah blah blah. But after being there with Rakita, and like I said, I don't know if it was a conscious decision or a sub or something just telling me, like, spend as much time with Rakita as you can on this trip. So, honestly, I didn't do as many interviews as I wanted. And I didn't get to talk to all the people that I wanted to. And a lot of that was because I was just I was just sitting there with Rakita talking. <laughs> and you know, just spending time with her. I remember <laughs> and I remember this because uh, you know this past week I just put out an episode about um you know Michigan and Michigan uh, Wolverines football playing Ohio State. Um, that was two years ago. That was the game. It was a very close, uh, that very, very close Michigan-Ohio State game where uh, Curtis Samuel scored the, the game-winning touchdown for Ohio State. So, I, you know. But, you know, I was down there watching the game with Rakita. <laughs> we were sitting around watching the game, and then there was a, a UFC fight that weekend, and we, we sat around watching the UFC fight. You know, I've been to, I've been to quite a, a few, quite a few UFC fights. And, you know, she was asking me, she was like, Devin, I see you on 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 
Facebook and stuff going to all these fights. Like, what's that? What's that like? You know, you know, no, it's a good time. You know what I'm saying? I said to Rake- I told Rakit, like, would you want to go to him? Go to a fight? She was like, yeah, I'd like to go. Okay, well, hey, if um, they get a fight around here in Mississippi, like New Orleans and or uh, like Birmingham or Jackson, some they if they have a fight somewhere close, I will take you to a fight. And she's like, you promise? I'm like, yeah, I promise. I'll, I'll take you to a fight if they have one close. They have a, you know, because, you know, I, I didn't want to, I, I didn't know, you know, exactly her, you know, ability to fly or anything like that. I, didn't, I wasn't sure. So I was like, hey. If we can drive to New Orleans or Birmingham or Jackson or something like that, they have a fight. I'll take you to that fight. Um, and I, I told her like, I'm gonna be honest with you, Rakita. You need to, and we can uh, <laughs> get you into a a gym, and I'm pretty sure you could knock a couple people out. And she's like. Like you're right. <laughs> She's like, I'll take Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Man, I'm like, uh, it was funny because I started saying, "All right, ch- all right, champ," but uh, <laughs> and, and, and I, I'm so glad that I, I did take that time to spend time with Rakita. Um. Cause I, I needed to. I, ne- I needed to spend that time with her, man. Um. And look, I don't want to, when I say this, I don't want this to sound um, bad. But whenever I would go to Mississippi, you know, yeah, I was, I was definitely happy to see my entire family. You know, my aunts, uncles, grandparents, um, all of that. But for the most part, like, I spent most of my time with my cousins because they were the ones that were my age. You know, when we would go down there, all the kids would, you know, go play out in the yard and play in the community, run up and down that, that road, you know, in that hot Mississippi sun for hours, playing basketball at the church and or going over to Uncle Red's house and having dance competitions or jumping on the trampoline or um, going down to the pond and, and, you know, or, you know, watching DVDs at uh, Rakita in uh Rio's house or whatever we did I was with them so most of my memories are with my cousins and you know Rakita being uh, one of them so when I say this I, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way but you know I took Rakita's death the hardest because that was, I mean, like I said, like I spent most of my time with her and my other cousins when I was down there. So yeah, this one, her death really, really affected me. Um, and I'm glad I, I took the time to, you know, sit with her and, you know, spend some time with her while, while I had the opportunity. Hindsight being twenty twenty, um, I still wish I had got those interviews done because two people that I really wanted to talk to are now no longer with us. Um, 
I wish I, I got a chance to talk to um, Uncle John Henry, but he he actually passed away like two months after that Mississippi trip for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Matter of fact, he passed away on my birthday um, in 2017. Um, and then uh, Serena passed away. Um, another person that I... I wanted to you know talk to I wish I I kind of wish I had taken the time to talk to I was down there I really wanted to talk to her. it was my aunt Dorothy who I was just talking about uh she passed away was that March of this year and matter of fact her her funeral was um like Mother's Day weekend no 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 it was Easter weekend um so I, I didn't get a chance to, you know, interview her and talk to her. And, you know, hindsight being 2020, I wish I was able to, I was able to, you know, spend time with Rakita and still get those interviews done with her, with my Aunt Dorothy and my, my Uncle John Henry. And I, I could have done it, but I made it, I made it, uh, whether it was a conscious or a subconscious decision to spend most of that time as much time as I could with Rikita. And I, I don't regret that I did that. I just wish that I, you know, been able to, you know, get those interviews done with my Aunt Dorothy and my Uncle John Henry. But I don't regret it at all. I'm, I'm glad I got to spend that time with Rikita. And then I, I, I saw Rikita again um, um at my uncle John Henry's funeral. Matter of fact, when I was down and uh, down there for Thanksgiving, um, Rakita was looking at my phone case. Um, <laughs> I, you know, my cell phone is in like one of those wallet cases, so you know. Um, so and there's my I got my phone in there, and there's like my credit cards, and then a little slot for money and stuff like that, ID, all that good stuff. So she was looking at my phone case. She's like, man. Yeah, I wish I had one like that. I'm like, what kind of phone you got? <laughs> so, you know, I saw what kind of phone she had, and I'm like, all right, I'll get you one. And I honestly, I, I, I'm I, not going to say I forgot about it. I didn't forget about it, okay? I did not forget about it. But, you know, I was kind of hesitating, dragging my feet about, you know, getting it for it or whatever. So I went and ordered a case, and I'm like, Oh man, I f- I ordered some stuff because this is around Christmas time or whatever. I ordered stuff, some stuff, and I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and order this phone case for Rakita. But I forgot to have it sent directly to her. I had it shipped to my place um, along with the other stuff that I ordered. So I'm like, oh man, okay, I got to put this in the mail and get this Rakita. But um, you know, I was I was kind of kind of procrastinated a little bit I'm not gonna lie but then you know like I said my my uncle passed away on my birthday in uh, January so that next weekend you know we were going down there again and um, I knew Rakita was going to be there so I made sure hey Rakita here's your phone case I'm like oh okay thank you I, I didn't know you were actually going to get it for me I'm like yeah I told you I was going to get it I'm like thank you and I'm like 
oh, is it fit? She was, and honestly, it didn't fit. It wasn't the right case. Like the model number that she gave me was a little bit different than the one that fit that case. But she's like, Devin, don't even worry about it. I'll make it work. I'm like, you sure? Like, yep, don't even worry about it. I appreciate it. So, um, yeah, that was the last time I saw my cousin Rakita, man. And um, my parents went down to Mississippi September of 2017. Um, they went down there for their class reunion, um, the Shirley Owens uh, school reunion thing. And, uh, you know, they, they, you know, saw Rakita down there around that time is no 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 i'm confusing my i'm confusing things okay um yeah they they were down there and you know rakita was actually in the hospital then when when they went down there and when they got back my father and my mother kind of told me like hey rakita's not doing too well and they're saying like you know we don't no, it says she she's not doing well at all, and it was at that time where I kind of just you know realized that man I, I did the right thing by spending that time with Rakita. Um, because you know less than a year later she ended up passing away. Um, basically her her. Her body was just shutting down, you know. But <laughs> here and once again, here's 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 why Rakita is the people's champ. Here's why she's the fighter that she is. So, Rakita, like I said, Rakita was not doing well at all, and it was to the point where like everybody just it 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 got to the point where the doctors was like, "There's not anything else we can do." So the decision was made to, and and I fell for my my uncle William and my aunt Joanne because they had to make this decision. They had to make this decision, and it's not. It can't be easy to make this decision, but they, the decision was made to deport a plug. And I, I forgot exactly what day it was. Let's say, let's say this was a Monday, right? Um, I'm on Facebook checking the the update from my cousin Rio, which which was uh Rakita's brother, and I find out that they decided to pull the plug. So let's say this was uh, let's say this was eleven o'clock. In the morning on a Monday, so the decision was made to pull the plug, and um, basically, you know, everything I heard was like, well, within like an hour or two, you know, she'll be gone. Do you know that this child fought for almost another twenty-four, almost a, a whole twenty-four hours to stay alive? She was still alive for uh, like 24 hours, man. So once again, when people, when, when, you know, 
they said you can't do something or they put a limitation on my cousin Rakita. She said, to hell with your limitations. Oh, <laughs> you pulled a plug on me. All right. And and, and look, and, and look, talking to Rio, she was ready to go. She knew I mean, she was she was tired, man. She had been fighting her whole life. Not that she was giving up. No, she not saying that she was giving up. She just knew that it was her time. But even still, her defiant self. They they put a limitation on it. They put a expert. They they put a limit on her, and she exceeded that limit. Hey, we're gonna pull the plug, and she it should take you know less than an hour or two. Twenty four hours later. I don't know if it was exactly twenty four hours later, but but damn it, twenty four hours later, she said, "Okay, now it's time for me to lay to rest. Now it's my time. Now I'm 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 not." I'm not doing, I'm not going to go out on your terms. I'm going out when I want to. I want to hang around for another 24 hours. You can't tell me that once y'all pull this plug, I'm going to die in less than an hour or two. No, no, no. You tell me I can't do something. I'm going to do the opposite. And that's my cousin, man. That's Rakita, that's that's Rakita Price to the to the very end to the very end exceeding expectations. That's my cousin, man, and I and I love her, man. I love Rakita so much, man. And I, I miss her, man. I'm gonna be honest. It's 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 hard, like seeing pictures of Rakita right now, man. It really is. It's really hard to you know see pictures of her. Um, on her birthday, man, it it, it was hard. Um, <laughs> on the one year anniversary of her death, it it was hard. Um, man, one day I was uh, oh man, one day I was on her Facebook page, man, just. Like looking at pictures, man. I, I think I went through her page for like a good two hours just looking at pictures, man. And just realizing that one, she's not here. And two, just looking at her. Yeah, she was sick. Yeah, she wasn't in the greatest of health. Yeah, she was probably tired and hurting. But you you look at the pictures and you wouldn't know it. You just see a young lady out there trying to live her life, man. And it's it's hard. It's 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 hard. A year later, knowing that she's not here anymore, man, and it 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 hurts. But <sighs> to the end, man, she fought, man. She such a fighter, man. That's the champ. And then uh, on her. On her uh, obituary, they said called her the People's Champ. That was her father's nickname for her, the People's Champ, and that's what she is, man. She's a champion. Like I told her, like I said, I told her, man, like we got to get you in the gym, and so you can learn some technique. And I, uh, hey, we're gonna get you a, a fight with Ronda Rousey, and you're gonna win. She was like, "You're right, I got it," <laughs> and I believe it. 
there's nothing you can tell me to make me believe that my cousin couldn't whip Ronda Rousey in an MMA fight. I dare you. I dare you to try to tell me that she couldn't do it. I, d- I dare you to tell her that she couldn't do it. Because <laughs> uh, she's the champ, man. She'll forever be the champ. She's the people's champ. And uh, I love my cousin, Rikita, man. Uh, <sighs> Excuse me for a second. Oh, I knocked the mic down. Hold on. Let me fix this. Hold on. (laughs) All right. There you go. Yeah, I had to blow my nose, man. But, um, I I dare you, man. I I, I dare you to put a limitation on Rakita Price, man. I dare you. She'll prove you wrong every damn time, man. Every damn time. Rikita Poo, man, I, I, I love you. I love you, Rikita. And uh, I miss you. I know your fa- everybody in the family and your friends miss you. Um, I know your road dog, Constance, miss you. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm glad she's not hurting anymore, man. I'm glad she's not suffering. And I'm glad she doesn't. Have to wake up tired, you know, just be tired and and hurting and fighting all the time anymore. I'm, I'm, I know she's at rest and at peace now, and that that uh, brings me comfort. But I, I, you know, I definitely wish she was still here. <laughs> definitely, I wish she was still here with us, man. It's, it's it's weird going down. Not, uh, it, it's 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 hard going down there and not seeing her. You know. Um. But uh, that's part of life, man. Man. (laughs) For Keita Price, man. Well, Keita, I love you, baby. Um, Serena, I love you too. I miss both of you. Um, sorry I wasn't strong enough to to do this episode last year, but uh, you know, podcasting is how. It's a part of me. It's how I express myself. You know, it's how I express my thoughts and my views and my opinions, right? And for me, it might not mean 
that much to somebody else. But this is podcasting. It, it is something that I have to do. It's something that's a part of me. And for me, I felt like doing an episode about Serena and Rakita is like the it's me truly sharing a part of myself, me sharing um, something from my my soul to pay homage to them for to express you know what they meant to me and the, you know the role that they played in my life. Like podcasting is one of the most intimate things that I have, so for me to to dedicate an episode to them is not to me the most that one of the the, the 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 deepest things that I could do for them and um they deserve it man they they meant so much to my life they brought so many good times and memories and so much value to my life that I had to share one of the more intimate things in my life for them and you know, like I said, it, it, the, man, this is this is hard to do this episode, man. And this is like a year, year and a, you know, a year, year and a half after they passed. And you know, I was able to get. I don't. I don't think I would have been able to get through it last year. I don't think. I don't think I would have been able to get through it. And I don't feel with my. I, I talked about it on a previous episode. With the circumstance of uh, my life at the time, I wouldn't felt comfortable um, doing this episode. But you know, that's that's neither here nor there. That's a different story. But um, I wouldn't have ever did do this episode last year. I wanted to. I definitely wanted to. I just wasn't in the right mind headspace to wasn't right emotional and spiritual and and I, I just wasn't there. I could I wouldn't have got through it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. But I'm glad I'm glad I'm in a much better place now. Um and I, I had to do it. I had to get it done. And uh the day after Serena's birthday, which would have been her 34th birthday, you know, I felt like this was the best time to do it. And um, a little less than a month past my cousin Rakita's birthday. Um, yeah, once again, I felt like this was the best time to to do this episode. Um, Rakita would have been thirty years old this year, um, and I said Serena would have been thirty-four. So, rest in paradise to. Rakita Price 
and Serena Carson. Um, I love you both, and uh, my my thoughts and prayers to Serena's entire family and um, all of us that were her friends, and um, thoughts and prayers to all of Rakita's friends and you know my family and her you know her family. Um, Two amazing women that impacted my life and the lives of everybody that came around them. So um, definitely gone way too soon. Um, but we're not going to remember them for you know how they they died or what limitations that they had on their lives. We're going to remember them for the great people that they they were. We're going to remember them for. Um, the, the 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 memories and the value that they added to all of us who had the privilege of uh, spending time with them. And once again, thank you to um, Serena's family for sharing her with us, and thank you, um, Aunt Joanne and Uncle William and R- Rio Rashad and Roderick for sharing Rikita with us. So, I think I'm going to end it there. Um, if you want all the information on uh, the podcast, I'm not going to do that at the end of this show. I don't think that's the right way to end this. Check the, the intro for information about the podcast. But, Rikita, Serena, I love you.